You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Next up is Health Theory with Yemeni Mesa and myself. Yemeni Mesa is one of um, the executives back at Quest Nutrition. He has since left Quest and is now uh, the president of No Better Foods. I'm very excited about what they're doing. Yemeni has taught me a lot about nutrition, about physique, about lifting, about life. This guy is absolutely amazing. One of my absolute dearest friends, and I am honored beyond measure to have him here today. So, Gemini Mesa. Wow. What is up, dude? Oh, oh man. Good to see you. I'm guessing this is going to be our giveaway. We got some that is going to be the giveaway. No, no better foods. I'm not sure which camera we're at here. Uh, this is exciting, dude. I'm super stoked on your brand. Um, really excited about what you're doing. And um, first, though, let's give people a little bit of context about who you are beyond just being the president and the former uh, chief sales officer at Quest Nutrition. Right. Um, tell us about a young boy <laughs> moving here from Colombia. Um, we're going to go that far back. Um, uh, we'll, we'll go quickly. Sure. Uh, um, up to present day. So, yes, I'm originally from South America, Colombia. I uh, lived there till I was 10. Uh, and there's a whole crazy fun story uh, behind how I got here and why <laughs> that we can probably uh, save for another day. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I got here when I was 10 and, and, and um, I have been here ever since. Uh, somewhere along the way, I've been um, kind of really into fitness and nutrition, I, I guess, from the very get-go, from the time I was a little mm. kid. And so everything that I've done uh, in some way, shape, or form has been tied to fitness and nutrition. What got um, you into fitness and nutrition, by the way? Um, <laughs> I love this. I, the earliest memory I have uh, of wanting anything to do with fitness and nutrition was uh, of me as a little kid drawing uh, muscles on my body with uh, markers. So I think I was like five or six. That's awesome. And already I was... Literally, physically, right onto your body. I would draw pecs and abs and flex in the mirror because I had no muscles. <laughs> uh, and years later, as a teenager, I remember walking on the beach once and, and seeing this very cute girl. Uh, on the boardwalk and as I was walking toward her she she and I made eye contact and I'm like a super shy person I would never like make the first move on on, mm. a, on a situation like that but in this case she was kind of looking at me and I and I as I passed by she made a comment she said too scrawny oh and so from that day forth I said I'm, I'm never going to be too scrawny so I went on this mission to you know add muscle and, and get muscular and Eventually uh, got into competitive bodybuilding as a, in my early 20s. and God, we weren't, I wasn't smart enough to have that photo ready, was I, by any chance? Ah, oh, that is one? heartbreaking. You bodybuilding. It oh, is oh. unbelievable, <laughs> dude. You were shredded. Yep. Shredded. I, uh, in fact, they can just drop your name into Google, right? And get uh, an image? Probably, yeah. There's, All right. You got to check it out. out Amazing. Yemeni Mesa, everybody. Or Yemeni you can go Mesa. like way down on my IG account and you'll... In fact, what is your IG account? At keto underscore head? So it's keto underscore head. And so that's a, a giveaway to the ketogenic diet, which right. um, I happen to be uh, very fond of. Um, yes. As we all learned at Quest, what, what an amazing impact... Um, getting into ketosis can have. Mm. So to this day, now I'm, I'm not all that interested in like the big muscles and, and all that anymore. I'm 45 Says now. the guy with possibly the best arms I've ever seen in my life. This is like the remnants of the bodybuilding days. Uh, but today it's really more about longevity and feeling good, mm. being able to perform. I'm the president of a company. I travel a lot and um, whatever I can do to keep me at you know, optimal performance, that's kind of where I'm focusing today. And what I eat... Uh, has a huge impact on that. And so um, part of what I'm always trying to do in life and something that I uh, learned in a great uh, deal working with you at Quest is to make sure that we're always really pursuing that which we have the most passion for. Mm. And so I happen to have a ton of passion for food. So it would make sense that I would work with a company that is a food-based company. Right. And even more so that it's a company that's um, striving to bring foods to market that taste like all the carby things that you and I love to eat, oh, yes. but uh, in, in fact, behave the way like the foods that we're supposed to be eating uh, mm. behave. So 
So that's what I'm doing. Well, let's get a little bit nerdy on this segment. So what is it about the ketogenic diet that draws you? I think when most people look at your physique, they would think, dude, this guy must be just like crazy protein heavy. That was certainly where I lived for a lot of years. Yep. And I remember at Quest when we first started, when I think it was Dom D'Agostino and yep. Peter Atia came into the office, I was gone. And when I come, came back, everybody was like, dude, we're like, it's all about changed. fat now. And I was like, what <laughs> are you about talking anymore. about? Fat? It's all about fat now. Yeah, I was like, I've been <laughs> avoiding fat for literally years. Yeah. And when I, so I used to be 60 pounds heavier, as you well know, maybe the audience doesn't. I used to be 60 pounds heavier. And getting lean, I went through essentially rabbit starvation yep. for about two years. So rabbit starvation is you're eating a ton of protein, but it's so low in fat that you actually get in danger of starving to death, um, which this is like a recurring theme in my life, was a little bit stupid. I was so stoked on how much fat that I was losing that I was not noticing that I was losing muscle mass, yep. that I had all these joints, aches and pains, and but I was just so phobic of fat because of the number of calories that it has per gram. Yep. So I avoided it like the plague. And then they come in and they say, fat. hey, it's all about fat, <laughs> anti-inflammation, potential um, anti-cancer properties. Yep. And so then we went hardcore in fat. But why? what is it about a ketogenic diet that you think is so impactful? Well, so for me, I... I'm not on a ketogenic diet ongoing, so I get in and out of ketosis. And mm -hmm. I like to get into ketosis for maybe four weeks at a time, a few times a year, for health benefits. Cancer prevention, anti-inflammatory. And why, why does it have cancer? Possibly, right? I don't want to overstate anything. But sure. the reason we were getting excited about it at Quest and we were spending a lot of money into research was to answer whether this is true or not. But what's the hypothesis? Yeah, so it's quite fascinating. We, we are able to burn two types of fuel in our body. We can either burn uh, carbohydrates as glucose, which is what most people are typically running on, or we can burn fat in the form of ketones. And as it turns out, um, some cancer cells are not able to burn both. So if we can uh, starve them of the fuel that they can't burn, um, we are able to potentially slow down cancer or prevent cancer. So um, by going to ketogenic diet, where we're primarily burning fat for fuel, we're starving potentially cancer cells or precancer cells from uh, from developing. So that's one of many. Uh, you know, if you think about the number of people today who are <clears throat> diabetic or pre-diabetic, um, their main challenge is uh, how to properly manage carbohydrates. And um, for whatever reason, they're not producing enough insulin, or insulin is no longer working for them. And so, anytime they consume carbohydrates, they're going to have problems. Mm. And so how can we find a way to get people to consume less carbohydrates? Um, you know, we're just, we're wired to really enjoy them. <laughs> they taste really good. Ain't They're the truth. part of our culture. We celebrate all kinds of holidays with them. Mm. So just giving up carbs is uh, almost impossible, even for the most disciplined people. So um, therein lies, you know, the potential solution to create foods that taste like carbs, but are actually made of protein. Is that, and fats. so does no better have a stated mission? We do, and that is we, we want to replace bread. So we're focusing on that oh. particular category. So if you, um, you and I talked a lot about this at Quest. Yeah. You know, there's a number of food categories out there that, are, um, you know, that create, uh, constitute the majority of the calories that we're consuming as a population, and most of these food categories are comprised of grain-based, car-based foods, uh, which are at the root of many of the health conditions that we're, that we're facing mm. today. So... Um, Identifying these food categories, whether it's pizza or cereal or ice cream or candy bars, um, bringing foods to market that taste as good as their junk food counterparts, but actually behave like the types of foods that we should be eating. In other words, maintaining metabolic integrity, as I like to uh, refer to it. Um, that's our mission. And we're focusing squarely on the bread category. So um, as of today, we have uh, something like 20 different bread-based ba products Jesus. that um, that you could, you know, start consuming uh, right and away. stuff like croutons, waffles, like... All kinds of things. So if you're already, for example, you know, on a paleo diet or on a mm. ketogenic diet or low-carb diet, whatever the case may be, um, you're already going to be eating a burger like what we're used to eating over here, which, you know, a burger with no bun. So we have a bun that you can now put on your burger that's grain-free, gluten-free, and it has like two net carbs. So that's ridiculous. You can now have a, a bun in your burger again. It's so um, interesting. It's a mixed bag. I was so mortified when you left Quest because uh, you were such a key part of the team there. Obviously, I'm super excited for you. Um, 
moving into uh, the president role. I mean, that's such a big deal. But I want people to know, like, you were the one at Quest that was like, you know what we're really doing? We're identifying categories. And we're going to go into those categories to get people in trouble. And we're going to um, make a version that people want to eat. So I was over here talking, we're going to end metabolic disease. It was like very high level. And you made it so tactical. And I really love that. So it makes so much sense to me that you've gone, because the Holy Grail is bread, right? right? So whoever like can replace bread is, is just going to have a massive hit on their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I love that. I love that this really is an, an echo of an idea that you've had for years. And it's a really interesting time right now because <clears throat> what Quest started, which is this whole notion of you can actually bring something to market that'll rival its junk food counterpart. Mm. Like Quest has done that in a really awesome way with cereal bars, with candy bars, protein bars. But there's so many other companies out there today who have looked at that and said, oh, if they can do it, we can do it over yeah. in this space. And so there's people tackling ice cream and doing a really good job. There's people tackling pizza and doing a really good job. But as you mentioned, bread is that holy grail. And so I do look forward to the day where I can have you know, butter toast with my dinner and, uh. and actually have it promote good metabolism versus metabolic disaster. Yeah, so. you and me both. All right, we have a question. Um, and if we could, the red light would be amazing when we have questions. Uh, <laughs> they turn it on now. Uh, so we have a question from Corey G. Rota, who is, by the way, uh, always contributing to these fees. I'm forever grateful, Corey. Thank you. Uh, in the keto diet, do you find a large margin between affordability as opposed to what we will call norm or standard, generic or common foods? So basically, is the ketogenic diet more expensive? I suppose it, it kind of is, right? Because when you think about you're primarily eating proteins and fats um, and you're avoiding carbohydrates, so carbs are super cheap, mm. um, maybe because they're highly subsidized um, and some shouldn't be. But uh, yeah, typically speaking, you, you're going to spend more money on proteins and fats, but you can do a ketogenic diet very inexpensively. It doesn't have to be you know, over the top. Uh, expensive. Yeah, I'll agree with that. So uh, depending on, so one of the things that's important in a ketogenic diet is your ratio. So for every combined gram of protein and carbohydrate, you eat how many grams of fat? So if you wanted a two to one ratio for every combined gram of protein, carbohydrate you eat, you eat two grams of fat. Um, That's pretty plausible. And I'll say that you can accidentally probably get around a 1.5 or a 1.7. And I'll give you an example. If you're um, going and eating burgers with bacon and a high fat cheese, you can do pretty well, especially if it's like a 70, 30, um, ground beef. So there are ways like if I needed to be at at a minimum keto friendly, so really high fat, ultra low carb, and even lowish protein, you can do that at McDonald's, right? Just don't eat the bun, no sauce. That's where a lot of people make a mistake is they think, oh, but it only, I didn't have the bun, but I had ketchup and I had relish and, you know, things that have just a gaggle of sugar in them. Right. Um, but yeah, so you're right. It can be managed pretty well from a cost perspective. Yep. Yep. By the way, I think we're going to give away one of those right there. We're giving away the whole basket, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. The whole basket I'm being told. So are we doing a question or something that goes along with that? Um, we, well, we have another fan question. Oh, to win. To win it. Did we already ask the question? Can't remember. That's that red light for you. We got that fan question. So we haven't asked it yet, but just to give you guys a sense, I'm going to read off some of the things we're giving away. We've got no better crumbs, which I'm fascinated by. What do you do with no better crumbs? You cook, of course. You can bread your chicken. Yeah. Yes. For for breading all those wonderful things. You clever beast. We have no better croutons, no better pasta. So pasta is a really cool thing. This is an interesting uh, product. We have one ingredient in this uh, pasta. Um, they're made out of chickpeas, and so when compared to normal pasta, so this is essentially hummus pasta. Yeah, that's dope. Hummus is fucking delicious. <laughs> um, hi, oh, this camera. My wife is uh, manning the camera, so that's that's one. That's another. Show them the waffles. I think that's yeah, probably my personal that. favorite. Um, right. Next no to the cookies, waffles right here. Ooh. No better waffles. Check those out. So when I talk about like having something that rivals his junk food counterpart, this is about as close as we've gotten with anything on the product line. Like you can eat one of these and smother them in like a mm. zero sugar syrup and grass fed butter. And oh God, it's a delicious breakfast. Nice. Um, and that won't knock me out of ketosis. I've tested that one personally. It will or won't? Will not. Really? No. Wow. So uh, for those wondering, and we'll get to the, the question, um, ketosis has a definition, which is 0.5 millimoles of ketones present in the bloodstream. Um, 
So it's, it's not a faith-based diet. It's a yes or no. You either do have that amount of ketones present in your blood or you don't. So when somebody says they kick you out of ketosis, it means it takes you from 0.5 or higher to 0.4 or less. Um, and so learning where your threshold is, is really, really important. One cool thing to point out on this too, because <clears throat> some people might be confused. If you were to look at the nutritional labels, you would see on the sugar panel, 10, 12, 15 grams of sugar. Um, so if you happen to be on a ketogenic diet, you wouldn't want that much sugar um, right. in any one meal. Um, as it turns out, we have a very rare, unique type of sugar in this product called allulose, uh, which is a rare sugar found in nature. Uh, but it, um, it's not like normal sugar uh, for two reasons. One, it's got a fraction of the calories that um, normal sugar does. And um, it has almost a zero glycemic index or glycemic mm. response uh, compared to sugar, which has a very high glycemic response. Yeah. And not to oversell promote, but that's the same ingredient that we're using in the Quest Hero Bars. Yep. Uh, very exciting. Amazing. I think it's going to have a huge impact on the industry as a whole. All right. Celeste Battistoni. Uh, is it healthy to go on ketogenic diet if one is diabetic? So we'll answer that question, but first and foremost, I'm going to say consult with your doctor, consult <laughs> yes. with your doctor. We are not medical professionals, um, but we'll both give you our very aggressive answers, but saying once again, yes, we're not doctors. Uh, check with your doctor first. Neither one of us are doctors, but yes, if you're diabetic, uh, for sure, I think you would benefit from it tremendously. Um, it'll help you to stabilize your blood sugar levels throughout the day. Um, so if you're diabetic today, you're probably having to use, you know, X amount of insulin. Um, we've had tons of letters coming in from people who are diabetic, who are using our products and are now either off insulin or using a lot less insulin than they were using before. So, uh, check with your doctor, but, um, yeah, this would be a really cool idea for you. Ketogenic diet, just manage blood sugar. Yeah. Check with your doctor and get to the point where if your doctor doesn't know about ketogenics, find a doctor who does, um, yeah. I'm going to prognosticate as somebody who is very much not a doctor, um, but I'm going to say looking into the future of medicine, uh, especially the functional um, medicine, medical movement, that this is going to be a huge deal. And it'll basically be the front line of defense for people with diabetes. I just think that it... It is without question, and I've actually met medical doctors who their response to learning about ketogenics was to launch an entire metabolic clinic because they're like, this is the answer. Now, again, that's my interpretation of what they're doing. They may totally disagree with that. Please, please, please find a, a doctor that can guide you through this process um, because you will be dropping your blood sugar precipitously. So if you're taking insulin and doing this without consulting, you can get yourself into trouble. So uh, definitely work with your doctor. I think this is huge. And if it were my mother that were diabetic, I would literally drag her by the hair if I had to, to a doctor that understands ketogenic to immediately get her. I'd probably be trying to get her north of one um, millimoles present in the bloodstream of ketones. I just think that that's the no-brainer response to this. Um, all right, another fan question. This one from Joe Cross, also a very active member in the community. When you're talking about replacing grains with other ingredients, what are the best replacement ingredients you've found? Yeah, so for us, it's been a combination of uh, different ingredients to try and achieve that flour-like texture that, that you would get with normal grain-based flours. Uh, but almond flour, coconut flours, and the combination of those two with other ingredients like allulose um, have allowed us to, to achieve those types of grain-like textures without having any grains. Mm. Yeah, and look, uh, I've tried enough of these to know they are amazing. So yes. when you get to the point where you're constantly reducing your diet, removing, 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 this I think is, is what I'm so excited to have been a part of at Quest is to introduce what you were talking about, which is the junk food counterparts. Because the healthier you eat, the more you have to flip a switch in your brain to be stoked that you're doing things for longevity, that you definitely feel better. There's no question. But it, the meals in and of themselves usually aren't as much fun. Yep. So adding things back that are pleasurable, and this is something we talked a lot about when we were both at Quest, you can't ask the vast majority of people to give up, to sacrifice, to work out more, to exercise more, to eat less, right? It's just, mm -hmm. it's not a winning thing. It doesn't tap into the, the human condition. So seeing more companies like what you're doing at No Better Foods really embrace, like we want this shit to be fun um, is a big deal. We're so wired just to eat that way. Rob Wolf has a great book out, Wired to Eat, if, if you guys get a chance to read through that I one. I haven't but, read that. Uh, he goes so deep into it. I mean, we're wired to do a lot more than just want to eat carbs. We're wired to just want to sit <laughs> and be sedentary. <laughs> so it's a double whammy for you know, the way that we live today, sitting mm -hmm. at our couch or desks at work. Um, and 
wanting to eat the things that we're just not supposed to eat all the time. So one hack around that is uh, finding a way to bring these foods to market that, that um, you know, the vast majority of the population, like you said, is not going to eat less, exercise more mm -hmm. just because we're not wired to do that. Right. So, yes. All right. So we have another fan question here from Elaine Tugas. And I love, by the way, as soon as we start talking health diet, we get so many questions. Um, when I went keto, my anxiety levels dropped greatly, but I never understood why. Any thoughts? Well, there's so many things happening cognitively um, when you're in ketosis. So I, I don't know for certain, but I would theorize that um, more fuel to your brain, better hormonal response. Who knows? Uh, I'm going to give you uh, a definitive answer. You ready for this? Yes. So right now I am so obsessed with what's going on in the functional medicine movement. Yep. Um, functional health is the word that I'm looking for talking about the connection between the gut and the brain and the way I promised that what she went to from um, what she was at before she went to a ketogenic diet was something that was causing massive disruption in her microbiome. And when you understand that 95% of the serotonin stored in your body, not necessarily created, because I think it, I think your, um, your enteric system only creates like 60% or something like that, but it stores 95%. So when you disrupt something in the microbiome and serotonin is like the feel good yep. um, neurochemical. So when you disrupt that system by essentially inflaming your gut, um, killing off the, the right microbes, the ones that you want that are really gonna help elevate your mood, um, you really, really get into a problem. Also, one of the most profound things that a ketogenic diet does, and this I don't know the mechanisms why, look up Dom D'Agostino, he can give it to you all. Um, it's anti-inflammatory. Now, so many things in the brain respond to inflammation negatively. So take the deep limbic system. When you inflame, just, just inflaming, the deep limbic system makes you perceive the world negatively. Now, the deep limbic system's job is to take things, so let's say that things are all inherently neutral, take those things and paint over it with emotion, which actually allows you to make decisions. Emotion's incredibly important for decision-making. But when you're perceiving everything as negative, that ceases to be very useful. So I'm guessing that just in reducing inflammation as well as all of the neurochemicals for feeling good and all that that are created by the microbiome, um, you put those together and it's been implicated in anxiety, in depression, um, it's having just a major, major role. So. Um, it makes all the there sense in the world. We're, we're creating a, a not normal condition when we eat the way that we eat today. And that norm, not normal condition is creating complications, health complications that we're living with today. So it makes sense that if we go back to eating the way that we were meant to be eating or the way that we have eaten for the majority of our, our time on this planet, um, that things start to work normal again. Mm -hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. When it comes to platforms that will help you run a business, there is no shortage of options on the market. But if you wanna use the best, most advanced, and most efficient platform out there, you need to be using Shopify. For whatever and wherever you wanna sell, from launching to going international, Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business. With award-winning customer service, the internet's highest converting checkout page, and a suite of integrated AI tools, Tools, Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy to start, run, and grow a business. Shopify powers more than 10% of all U.S. e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly use Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash impact right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash impact. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to 
make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, what are some of the things that you guys are, are struggling with? Making this kind of food is hard as hell, I know firsthand. Mm-hmm. So like, what are you guys doing? I know you've put together a, a phenomenal team behind the scenes. Um, and in fact, I'll, I'll ask a, a different question. Knowing the challenges that you face, what do you look for in a team? What a great question. So um, I think we did a lot of really good things at Quest, and I learned a lot from there that I'm applying today for sure. Um, so one of those things is, is, is do we click right out of the bat and like right out of the gate Um, the layover test yeah so that for sure um one of the things that i did though with this team is uh, i started the whole thing with a core group of people that i've worked with for 20 years now believe it or not and so there's two key people on the team we've known each other for that long we've worked on various different teams together including quest and um that allows us to kind of hit the ground running right out of the gate Mm. which is really cool but in terms of building a team and growing from there um, really looking for people who pass the layover test like we had talked about. Um, is this somebody that if we get stuck at the airport, am I going to be thinking to myself, oh God. Because you often will, by the way. <laughs> Correct. Especially with the amount that you travel. <laughs> um, or am I thinking to myself, this is going to be like a wonderfully fascinating conversation and I'm, and I'm mm. stoked to be with this person. So bringing those kind of people into the team, super important. Um, bringing people who uh, on board who have a growth mindset, you know, it's starting to sound a little cliche because everyone's saying that now, but it's so true. And specifically what I mean by that is people who understand that there is so much more growth to be had than whatever great performance we happen to be experiencing at the moment. Like right now things are great. The brand's um, small, but growing very, very quickly, but the vision is so much grander than what we're seeing right now. And so bringing people on board who see that and who buy into that, super important. Um, and then uh, people who are passionate about what they actually do. That's, it just goes without saying they, they really truly love it. They don't, nobody's asking them to do anything. They're just doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. I am the opposite of a micromanager. I'm the type of, you know, a person that, or manager or leader, whatever the word is that likes to provide direction. Um, and then kind of let the person do what they do. That's why, you know, they've brought on, been brought on the team. They're experts mm-hmm. at what they do. And you did a great job of uh, doing that at Quest and gave oh, me all you, kinds of great autonomy. So um, I'm continuing, continuing that forward in, uh, in this new venture. That's awesome. Yeah. Super excited. All right. We have another fan question here. This is from Bert Vermersch. Vert, 
good Bert attempt. Vermeersch. I'm going to go with that. All right. As a Belgian and a fan of everything low carb, is there a way to get the no better foods waffles all the way over here? That's um, a great question because these have to be frozen, right? They do have to be frozen. But by the way, ours are Belgian style waffles. So it's, so uh, now you, you owe it to him <laughs> we do. to get these over there. Um, you asked me one of the, what one of the challenges uh, right now is. And um, Bert's question reminded me of one of those. We have a lot of really great formulations done. Mm. Getting them to be produced at scale, it's a whole new, whole new challenge. Dude. And so I know that we, so well. we knew that we knew that challenge well. It quested required, you know, it required us to create new equipment and custom make things. And so finding ourselves in a very similar situation with some of these mm. products, the waffle being one of them. So waffle is something that I was uh, planning on um, launching in a very big way this year because of the capacity constraints that we have. It'll be a big push for next year. And one of our producers may, may actually be in Europe. And so really, if, if that happens, Bert may actually get some off. There we go. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And look, you know, one of the, there are all kinds of realities to be faced. So what I'm about to say, obviously take with a grain of salt, but n knowing what a big movement this is going to be to be thinking now about having overseas production, which is something that haunted me when I was at Quest, you know, how do you do that? Like, how do you staff up for that? Like, it's such a big undertaking, but if you're going to leverage outsourcing it, like teaming up now could be really, really advantageous, especially, I mean, this comes down to your formulations. Um, in fact, one of my questions for you was going to be, um, how do you push through boredom? So this was something that drove me nuts at Quest. I found so boring. International regulations, right? The, uh, <laughs> what's different in this country and this country? Oh, fucking hell. Right. So how do you, like, how do you stay motivated? What keeps you excited enough to push through that stuff? Well, we're right now at that stage of growth where it's like startup stage. And so every day is exciting and there's never a dull second of the day. Um, I haven't even gotten to the point where I'm having to deal with the international regulation nonsense, <laughs> which I also can't stand. It's coming for you. I know. <laughs> but my answer to that question is I will, I will bring people on the team that love doing that kind of shit because mm. I don't. So there's people um, who love to dive into that red tape Fair. world and make sense of it. Um, right now, Alilos is limited in where we can sell it. So for, for that main reason, That's true. we're very much focused on, on U.S. But um, yeah find the right, the right people who love doing that stuff. Wisdom. <laughs> All right, guys, we have our giveaway question now. This is for this entire basket of No Better Foods, which are amazing, speaking from firsthand experience. And that's somebody that has a competitive company. Uh, and I will just tell you that we can't make all the food in the world. So having other people like No Better Foods that have a real mission, that have integrity from an ingredient standpoint, uh, I'm super stoked to be offering this giveaway. And it is, the question is, what does MCT stand for? MCT. Drop that answer into the comments. I'll be very impressed. I'm really curious to see who knows this. Um, and by the way, if you have to look it up, you can still win, no problem. But if you know the answer and didn't have to look it up, identify yourself as I'm very curious because that, that's a very specific thing to know. Um, so I'm super curious to know um, who's out there. All right. It's time for lunch. It's time for lunch. Like Yemeni and I are going to walk you through what we eat time for lunch or time for lunch. We're going to a card. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, all right. So let's get a camera on this stuff. So nice. Amazing. Well, thank oh, how did you guys know? Oh. This is what I have every day. So if you guys were to go on my Instagram account right now, you would see I typically post what I eat throughout the day. And did we, yeah, how did we know? There's what lots of burger pictures there. I think a little okay, birdie told me. I was going to say like. Because the fact that he has um, the avocado or the um, guacamole, that's, oh, yeah. that's the impressive part. Um, okay, so I'm going to call bullshit on mine. There's, is this a double king? Yeah. I think I'm being had. Um, so uh, I eat different things based on what I'm doing, whether I'm high protein or high carb. Oh, wow, high carb. I wish high protein or high fat. God, it's like my subconscious so wants to be high Saturdays. carb. Uh, I don't do carbs even on the weekends. I can't. I mm. balloon up like a tick. <laughs> so just like Yemeni goes in and out of ketosis, I go in and out of ketosis. So normally today would be a high protein day for me because normally I would have worked out because it's the weekend, because we're doing the 24-hour live. Um, I didn't work out today because I had a lot of prep work to do. So I'm going to be sort of hedging my bets. So you're going to see me eating a little bit higher protein um, or sorry, a little bit 
lower protein than I would eat on a keto day and a little bit higher protein than I would normally eat on a keto day. So I'm, I'm splitting my difference a little bit. Um, what I do on, if it's a true keto day, this would be what I would eat plus, and literally it would be cut your burger in half with the guacamole and some vegetables. That would be my meal. Um, Yemeni, how do you decide when to eat what? So it depends a lot on what I happen to be doing at the time. If I'm on a ketogenic diet, <clears throat> my lunch would not look like this. Right now, I am on a low-carb, high-fat diet. So I'm keeping my carbs under 25 grams per day, net carbs. We can talk about the difference about that in, in a second. Um, and then I keep my fat pretty high. And I'm not minding my protein, meaning I'm eating as much protein as I want to. Because right now, um, my goal is to uh, gain muscle and strength in the gym. I happen to be doing that right now. Um, now, if, are you specifically in a mass gain cycle? No, um, but uh, strength gaining uh, cycle, I'm not trying to necessarily add more muscle or get bigger, but um, just performing better in the gym strength-wise. Okay. Um, and you need the protein to pull that off? Definitely need the protein. The one thing I learned, I did keto for almost an entire year, um, two years ago, and the one thing I did learn over the course of that time, it happened very, very gradually, but I started to lose muscle uh, very gradually. Uh, just because my protein was that low mm. and I was still training the way that I normally would train. So the really cool thing is that there's a really cool rebound from that. So when you spike your protein after having been so low, you suddenly have a really good rebound and put on muscle very quickly. So you, you regain it pretty quickly. Mm. But for body composition, keto is not my preferred way to eat. Um, for health purposes, for sure. Uh, for body composition, in the long term, low carb, high fat works best for me. Um, it allows me to keep my blood glucose level stable throughout the day. I'm getting enough protein to recover from, from weight training workouts and I'm um, getting lots of fuel from the fat that I'm eating throughout the day. So that to me has been so far the best kind of maintenance program to be on when I'm having to think a lot about what I'm eating. Like this requires no thought. I can pretty much be traveling, go anywhere and get burgers with bacon, avocado and, and cheddar. And just not eat the bun. And not eat the bun. Um, Soon we'll have no better buns in restaurants, I hope, so I'll be able to get a no better bun on it. But yeah, to avoid carbs wherever I happen to be, th there would be no bun. Mm. Now, when I, Can you, you define the difference? What's the difference between a keto diet and a high-fat, low-carb diet? I was just about to literally go into that. So if I wanted to suddenly turn this into a ketogenic diet, I would start to take blood readings on a regular basis to see if I'm in ketosis. Um, and in terms of what I would change in the diet, I would lower the protein pretty significantly. Um, and that actually would do it. Uh, lowering the protein uh, usually kicks me right in. And if I wanted to be in kind of like a lean keto type of a diet where I'm not adding a, a lot of body fat, I would keep my calories in check with the amount of fat that I consume. I was going to ask you because for me to get into ketosis, I have to calorically restrict. So even if I'm, unless I go like, no, even then, even if I were four to one, I had to calorically restrict to get mm. into ketosis. I was surprised. Now, that was the very first time I did it, so maybe it'd be a little bit easier now. Mm -hmm. But I tighten my calories a lot if I want to really I bet the first food. time for anybody, especially if you were transitioning from never having gone off glucose mm. um, to suddenly being in ketosis might, might be harder. Um, for me, when I competed as a bodybuilder in my early 20s, without realizing it, I was getting into a ketogenic state um, while bodybuilding mm -hmm. just because your calories are so low no because pre-contest for me meant less than 20 grams of carbs per day um, added fat so I would add fat not thinking I was going to get into a ketogenic state mm -hmm. um, but just because that, that's where I would make up my calories and protein and the workouts were so grueling and so intense that I was burning through enough whatever glucose my body was creating from the protein that I would get into a, a ketogenic state. Wow. That's not the best way to do it, though. The best way to do it is to get your protein down to where you mm -hmm. need it to. Um, so anyway, I, having gone in and out of ketosis, I think, a few times over the years made it easier for me once I wanted to start doing it with, on a more regular basis. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So we have another question from the community. This one is from Yannick Ethier. Uh, hey, guys, just tuned in. Don't know if you covered this already, but how do you measure your levels of ketones at home? What uh, what are non-expensive tools to do that? Where can I find them? Mm. So, Yemeni, what do you do? So, a long time ago, I used to use the um, ketone sticks that you... Um, urine strips. The urine strips. 
Those are uh, not. <laughs> I literally just broke before. through my plate. This is amazing. <laughs> That's when you know you're hungry. It's like keto power. Um, That's amazing. Can I get another plate? Those actually only measure um, one type of ketone body. And once you stop producing that one, you start producing a different type of ketone body that the urine sticks don't, don't measure. And so you might think you're no longer in ketosis when in fact you are in deeper ketosis. Mm. So truly the best way to measure is uh, blood readings. And I use a precision extra meter. I actually left it in the car. I could have shown you guys. Um, and there is no like super cheap way yet. The ketone strips themselves are, are pretty pricey. Um, although I'm starting to see a few um, different companies uh, launch uh, blood readers. Not just the precision extra ones. And what about the strips? So that's where you really spend. And they're money. doing some kind of deals on strips. So it's worth kind of poking around and looking, uh, looking around out there. But for me, I I use the precision extra, and yeah, the strips are not cheap. The I, ketone ones, the blood uh, glucose ones, are pretty cheap. Yeah, the glucose ones are are nice and inexpensive. But um, if you're going to be going into measured ketosis, unfortunately, right now your only option is to measure infrequently. So what I encourage people to do, if, if budget really is a concern, that I would get a fasted baseline. And so maybe um, take your levels right before your first meal, um, you know, once a day for three or four days, get a sense of where that's at. Then you can switch and start reading it midday at some point. Um, but they're like four bucks or something, three bucks, I think, per strip. So, And by the way, you don't have cheap. to do this to try the ketogenic diet and get into ketosis. It's only if you want to really precisely measure the level of ketosis that you happen to be in or if you're doing it for health reasons and you have to absolutely be in ketosis. But if you just want to try this at home, you don't have to get a blood reader and start checking your blood glucose. Or yeah. Ketones. The only thing I'll say to that is I remember we used to joke at Quest that we were going to make T-shirts that said, Keto, you're doing it wrong. I know. Because <laughs> people don't realize it's a game of subtraction. Keto is more about what you don't eat than it is about what you do eat. And I don't think people realize that you have to subtract the protein, right? So it's not just the carbs. You have to yep. subtract protein. Um, so I would say, especially if you're, for the first time, if you're trying it, you really should measure your blood to know whether you're in ketosis or not. All right, we have another fan question. This one is from Corey Weberling. So basically, the benefit is that your body burns fat for energy instead of sugar. I'll say glucose because you can, through a process called gluconeogenesis, you can actually turn protein into glucose. Um, but why is that a benefit, especially if you're skinny? Is it okay that I hate him a bit, that if he's asking that because he is skinny? Um, um, and by skinny, I'll say, uh, assume he means lean. Yes, lean. <laughs> Um, so there is a ton of benefits and I'm not, you know, the medical expert to, to walk you through all these. Um, I will recommend, uh, if you wanted to go really deep into this, there's a great new book out right now called the ketogenic Bible, uh, written by two guys that I consider to be, um, two of the thought leaders in, in the whole ketogenic Ooh, I haven't movement. heard about it. Yeah. Oh God. I got to get you a copy. So, you know, Jacob Wilson mm -hmm. and Ryan Lowry, dude, they just, you got to get them on the show. So they've published the ketogenic Bible. It is Thoroughly researched. It's got chapters on that's amazing. What it is, why it works, um, a whole couple of a few chapters that go deep into all the different um, health conditions that can be alleviated through uh, the ketogenic diet. And these are like super well referenced um, articles and, and, and chapters on here. So. That is incredible. So Jacob Wilson was gonna come today. Oh, I, I invited what? him to be on. How about okay. that? Okay. And but because he's obviously based in Tampa yep. and wasn't going to be in LA, he couldn't, but we're definitely going to be doing something. So look them up. I think they're just at muscle PhD. There's no on underscore, Instagram, right? No underscore, right? I think you're right. So almost certain it's at muscle PhD. Check them out. Um, Two really, really cool guys, first mm -hmm. of all, and then just second, doing amazing research in all areas of um, muscle development, fat loss, like really, really fascinating stuff. Their Instagram account is really cool because it's got a ton of infographics that answer age-old questions that we've all been wondering about how a particular muscle works or functions or, I don't know, whether or not cinnamon actually uh, reduces insulin response when you put it on food. Like They've tested all this stuff. And then they're publishing it and then uh, sharing the results on, on their various uh, social channels. But um, the ketogenic Bible, which they wrote, is uh, I, I'm referring to it almost every single day and learning something new every day. I was, wow. in fact, just reading yesterday about um, how they're now referring to Alzheimer's as type 3 diabetes, which yes. we've been talking about. Yes. And I was curious about like, well, what, how exactly does that work? What's the mechanism by which 
the ketogenic diet can actually help alleviate that. They go deep into it. I mean, it has to do with providing the brain with more fuel than it's uh, able to get through glucose. Uh, you can actually get into a condition where you have all this available glucose for your brain, but your brain can't access it um, because of the different con- things that are going on in there. And so suddenly providing this alternate source of fuel in the form of ketones mm. um, alleviates that. Wow. Um, so to answer the question, there's um, the less to do with body composition and a lot more to do with health benefits across the board. Yeah, amazing. All right, so fan question from Brian Rotkamp. What are the main misconceptions and stereotypes of ketogenics? You want to take that one? There's certainly... I would say the main misconception is that it's... Um, if you just eat a bunch of fat, you're doing a ketogenic diet. Um, That's a good I, one. I talk to a lot of people who say, yeah, I'm doing keto, and I ask them to tell me about it, and I'm like, okay, you're not really doing keto, and you're probably not in ketosis. You're doing mm. more of like a low-carb, high-fat diet, which is what I normally do. Uh, so that would be the biggest misconception. There's another one out there, too. Uh, there's something called ketoacidosis, um, which is a condition that the diabetics can get themselves into when um, they have really high ketone and glucose levels uh, at extremely high levels. Um, when you're on a ketogenic diet, you, you don't have both of those levels high. Ketones go high and, and uh, glucose is lowered. And so that would be another one of the misconceptions. And often doctors uh, bring that up if, if, if they're not yet versed on what the difference is. Right, because what they learn in medical school is when they hear the word keto, they're thinking ketoacidosis, mm-hmm. which is incredibly dangerous for a diabetic. Um, so another one that I'll add to that is that fat makes you fat. <laughs> so uh, that was certainly my belief, mm-hmm. right? That if you're eating, it, it makes so much sense. Right. Like I wish it were true because then at least it would be logical. Um, I or, love that. So I'm glad it's not true. Well, <laughs> here's, here's my, my take. If they had called it anything else. Agreed. Like Zargon's great. Then there wouldn't be this immediate association. Fat, fat. When people think of fat, you are fat. It's so bad. Yes. And people so don't want that. Lipids. That, Let's refer to them as lipids. Like if I released a food product and it was called HIV, <laughs> like that's just a bad name. It's a bad naming convention. I don't think it's going to sell that well. Right? Not going to do well. <laughs> Even if it were amazing for you, mm-hmm. you just can't call it that. So that's how I feel about fat. Got a bum rap because of the name. People are convinced that it makes you fat. It does not. Um, also, and now we're getting into controversial territory, so I will reiterate <laughs> that I am not a doctor, nor am I a research scientist, uh, but I like to play one on YouTube, <laughs> and I will tell you that it does not clog your arteries. So, um, eating a high-fat diet, you need to ask the question, are they damaged fats or not? So, damaged fats are very dangerous, uh, but undamaged fats are very, very good for you. All right, we have another question, this time from Daniel Bro. I wonder if it's pronounced bro or broff. Either way, I'm going to go with bro. Uh, keto is meant to be great for epilepsy. Can you explain why? This is great. Um, I love this. Yeah, it's interesting. The ketogenic di- diet, um, I believe, originated um, with research for the uh, autopsy community, uh, epilepsy community. Actually, no, it's, um, it was epilepsy. You're right. Um, but I don't know the mechanisms by which it, it helps other than... There's a ton of great data on studies that have been done and are ongoing uh, in this area, and it does seem to work. Mm. Have you ever d- uh, looked into the, I should take a giant full bite? I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, answer a little bit longer. <laughs> um, I'm sadly not prepared knowledge-wise to say why it works, but there's what they call the magic third. So one-third of all of the people that don't respond to drugs or to brain surgery, immediately respond to a ketogenic diet. Like I'm talking within 24 to 48 hours mm-hmm. and have a, an immediate reversal of epileptic symptoms. And the, the one story that I know, which gave birth to the Charlie Foundation, was the director of the movie Airplane, a guy named Jim Abrams, who's mm-hmm. actually one of the first guests of Inside Quest, which I put on my list of people to thank today because they were ones that really helped I get this started. When we had no, no viewers whatsoever. Yep. And we still had some pretty amazing people agree to come on the show. So Jim Abrams, thank you so much. The Charlie Foundation, go look it up. Um, what they're doing to spread the word about the ketogenic diet and its impact on health at the highest level. 
Um, they started purely teaching people about epilepsy and its impact on that. Um, and now they've gone into cancer and the potential benefits there. And I won't be surprised if they start talking about um, Alzheimer's and diabetes type 3. Um, so his son had up to 100 grand mal seizures a day. Mm-hmm. And this was back in the 70s. Nobody told him about the ketogenic diet. He stumbled upon it by accident in Crazy. the library Crazy. reading about something that just happened to come after K. Um for whatever reason, he read it and was like, wait a second, if people respond to this, why haven't the doctors told me? He goes to the doctor, why haven't you told me about this? And the doctor said, because nobody can stick to the diet. And he said, essentially, motherfucker, like, don't make that assumption for me. Tell me and let me decide. Puts his son on the diet. Within 48 hours, he stops having seizures. And it, I mean, this is whatever, 30 or 40 years later. And his son has not um, had another seizure. And then going back to how to actually make that a reality and, and help people with compliance. Putting somebody on the diet means giving up some things, right? Like we just talked about. You're going to give up carbs, mm-hmm. not easy, and you're going to have to reduce the amount of protein that you consume. Um, easier, but also not fun. So, As a food guy, though, does that make you feel a bit superhero-y that you're making this stuff so that they can re-enjoy the way that they eat? Yeah, it, it gives me purpose. So you know, before even thinking about the notion of can we actually end metabolic disease? Can we have an impact on any of this? I was very much focused on my career, focused on my own personal goal, goals of fitness and nutrition, but never connecting those two and never really thinking, oh, what I have a passion for, I can put a lot of effort uh, behind and have an, an impact on a grand scale. So it's a big problem mm-hmm. and there's a solution, I think. So yeah, but it feels empowering. This is something that I think a lot about. So it's important for me to remind myself. It's important for me to remind the team. And it's definitely important for me to remind all of you at home that this company's mission is to pull people out of the matrix. It isn't to make movies, TV shows, comic books, books. It is to pull people out of the matrix. Now, the vehicle we use to do that is content of all types, both um, this social content and traditional um, narrative content. But health, and we just had a meeting about this, is going to be a bigger and bigger part of what we do because the more I try to solve my wife's problem, the more I realize how inextricably connected the brain is. And the brain is my medium, right? It's my canvas. That is what I paint with. So anything that influences that is going to be a necessary part of pulling people out of the matrix. So um, we're going to be doing more and more stuff around health uh, because at the end of the day, this is this is just so critical to that end. And so. it's such a confusing topic for for most people out there, mm-hmm. um, even for for those of us who are in it and constantly trying to learn as much as we can. So um, I love that you're doing that. I think it'll help a lot of people. We need to bring more awareness around some of the basics. Agreed. And when I was at Quest on a day to day basis, it really did make me feel superhero-y. Like that's like I remember thinking, okay, I can get up and fight every day really hard because I'm really thinking about that. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about the world where people now actually have access to food that they want to eat, that they eat based on taste, and it happens to be good for them. Um, because I hope you, I hope you feel as good about bringing a waffle that people can eat that's healthy as I do about bringing the bars and the chips and all. Like, it actually makes me feel good. Like, I feel like I'm doing something positive. Like, forget that it obviously has changed my life from a financial perspective. That isn't the thing that, like, resonates as much. Like, the thing that really resonates for me is I feel good about it. 100%. Uh, Driving here this morning, I had a a call um, from my ex-wife reminding me to... uh, place another order of waffles because both my daughters have just That's ripped cool. through them, right? So up until that, they were eating normal waffles for breakfast. Mm. Metabolic disaster. It's all the wrong things. Grains, high glycemic sugars and carbs and all that. So their morning at school now is going to be completely different from what it was before. They have a better fuel in their system than they had before. So that's like at home personal. Um, but then I get on an almost daily basis letters from people who... Um, some have just gone on a ketogenic diet and they know about me through my um, Instagram account and they're sharing At keto underscore head, <laughs> keto underscore head. Um, or they've stumbled into no foods products and they're not using them. <clears throat> and I'm talking about people who have kids um, 
with continuous glucose monitors uh, to check their Whoa. blood glucose 24-7. And I've seen so many where before it's just a roller coaster ride throughout the day of, of glucose response. Mm. And with that comes all of the things, you know, like energy drops and mood swings and all that. Uh, to after, you know, switching and finding a way to get carbs reduced in their diet with these products. Um, just a steady state of, of glucose. And amazing. it's a dramatic difference. So it feels amazing. And yes, there's those days when everything goes wrong or things aren't going according to plan mm. or there's frustrations. Uh, it's very easy to remind myself like what we're doing is pretty cool and it feels good. I love that. Yeah. All right. We've got another question from our boy, Brian Rotkamp. Welcome back, my friend. Uh, is a ketogenic diet all or nothing? For example, I am following about 85% and 85% diet. Can one do the same with ketogenics? I'm not sure what an 85% diet means, meaning staying compliant 85% of the time. That's how I took that. Okay. So yes, while you're attempting to be in ketosis, it's all or nothing because the minute you provide that alternate fuel source of uh, glucose, whether it comes in the form of too much protein, which your body will convert to glucose, or just straight up carbs themselves, you'll immediately be bumped off ketosis and you won't be in ketosis anymore. That said, um, there's different ways to apply the ketogenic diet to your, day, to, your, to your life. So, you know, one way is keto all the time. And there's lots of people doing that and they're living great and having tremendous benefits out of that. Um, another way is cyclical keto, kind of like what you and I have been doing, which mm -hmm. is, um, you know, you kind of get in and out of ketosis uh, perhaps during the week. Uh, but I've, I've even read some, some things, in fact, by Ryan Lowry on targeted keto, where you can actually be ketogenic part of the day, actually hit ketosis part of the day and then be out of it. So, and still gain benefits out of that. So it really depends on how deep you want to go into it and what your goals are. So in fact, that's the first question. What, it, what am I trying to accomplish? Mm. If the goal is I want to lose body fat, you can do that through the ketogenic diet, but there's other ways of doing that that are more effective, that are not the ketogenic diet, that are similar to the ketogenic diet. Um, if your goals are that you want to gain all these wonderful benefits from the ketogenic diet, like the appetite suppression part, which we really didn't touch on much at all, um, along with that whole mental clarity that comes along with it that mm -hmm. everyone talks about, and then some of the health benefits that, we, that we've talked about, like cancer prevention and so on and so forth, then yeah, so if that's the goal, then it's all or nothing. Yeah. And by all or nothing, he means you can check your blood and you'll see. So yep. the all means that it's putting you in a state where you have 0.5 millimoles or higher um, in your bloodstream. That's it. It's really that simple. And that's what I love about ketosis. There's just no guesswork as long mm -hmm. as you're able to read your blood. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. All right. We have our giveaway winner is... The question was, what does MCT stand for? And the winner is Daniel Bro. And it is pronounced Bro. Ooh. Nice. Daniel Bro in the house. Big it up, big it up, big cool it up. Last name. There it is. Play it, son. All right. And, By the way, I have. Oh, this is Dan Bro Fitness. Yeah. Uh, See, so he got all fancy with the Daniel because normally his account is actually just B R O. Oh. So, all right. Well, Dan, bro, Jesus, we go way back. So that was nice and easy. So, uh, speaking of the ketogenic diet, what are we going to tell people what MCT stands yeah, for? Yeah, I was going to say, I just had, that's what I had today uh, as part of my. As a supplement? Uh, I had it in my coffee. So, it helps me tremendously to, if I want to just kind of fast or in, do intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. I will often incorporate uh, MCT into my coffee. And it stands for? Medium chain triglycerides. There it is. <laughs> Medium chain triglycerides. Get up on it. All right. So that, much to my dismay, brings us to the end of this segment. Aww. But Yemeni, man, thank you so much for coming. And I don't, I don't know if we're still on me, but I will tell you this right now. This man is an amazing human being. Go follow him at at keto underscore head on Instagram. A, it's just a beautiful account that will focus on the food and the lifestyle and all of that, but he's a good dude. And so you'll see glimpses of what I think entrepreneurs should be in this modern age, which is somebody that the more you get to know about them, the more you like them, the more you want to support the company, and the more you understand their reasons behind building what they're building. I've always said there's no way for Quest to make every food product out there. So I always wanted to see other companies rise up and have a mission and be true to that, have integrity uh, to what the metabolic impact is of the people eating their foods and no better foods is right there. 
I was super honored, A, um, that you asked me if you thought it was a good move. Um, and I, I think that it is. I think any food company with you as the president is just going to crush because you make the right decisions, not only for what monetizes and is going to do well, but what is really valuable for the end consumer over the long run. And that is my pitch to all of you guys. As you know, one of the pillars of what we do is try to influence entrepreneurs. And um, when I see other entrepreneurs that are just really, really doing it the right way, I want to celebrate that and I want to make sure that people know about you and what you're doing. So Yemeni Mesa, everybody. Yemeni, thank, thank you. Thank you. And I'll take a minute to thank you, Tom, for having me. This is so cool. I've been watching you do it from the very beginning on Inside Quest all the way up until now. So to be sitting here with you and getting to chat with you like this is Super cool, a little surreal, but uh, <laughs> but glad to be here. And you're doing an awesome job. I, I get lots of uh, people reach out to me saying I've discovered Impact Theory, and somehow they know that we're connected, or wow. you know they've tracked me down in the gym like that one time that I, I ran into that one person. So um, you really truly are having an impact on a lot of people. So awesome, thank man. you. Keep it up. Thank you for sure. All right, brother. <laughs> Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.